we are back and we are the run duo i am tommy mitchell and i am india cook what's going on episode 71 how you doing india yes so much is going on i am doing really well really really well in the last two weeks we got a new president we done run 10 miles i mean it's been a good two weeks it has been uh, on fire two weeks like i'm like listen things things are happening blessings are flowing i am here for it all exactly now before we get too far into our shenanigans Go ahead, tell the people who we're interviewing today and who we're talking to. Yes, so we are going to be interviewing um, podcast host, physical therapist, runner, as well as the founder of the ARC, um, ARC Foundation, which is ARC, excuse me, Active, Resolute, Connected. We are interviewing Gina Meyer, so definitely stay on with us so that you can hear from her and hear about her awesome organization that she started and that I will be a part of. Exactly, so guys, stay, stay tuned for that. Now, I'm popping into the podcast. I kind of am sticking this in the podcast because I would be remiss if I did not talk about the Westside 10 miler uh, that is put on by the race director extraordinaire, Tess, um, with the Run Social Atlanta. Um, I'm sure a lot of people already know what the Westside 10 is. It's a 10 miler. She does it every single year. Every year it sells out. But of course, because of COVID this year, um, she's going to do it virtual. At least the race is going to be virtual. You have a choice of running a 10K or a 10-miler, but she's still going to get you your finisher's beer. When was the last time you had a finisher's beer? You know what I mean? Um, So she's still going to get your finisher's beer. Now, this race is packet pickup only. She can't mail you out your beer. She can't mail you out your packet. You have to pick it up, and she's giving you three different days to do it, the 11th, 12th, and 13th of December. Now, these days are not just packet pickup, but it's also going to be a finisher's party. When was the last time you went to a finisher's party? You tell me that. So she's giving you three choices on the finishers party. Now, this is where the run duo comes in. On the 12th, that Saturday, December 12th, the run duo is going to do a live podcast taping right there at the finishers party. So if you want to see us, pick the 12th. You got to pick the day that you want to do your finishers party or packet pickup. You got to pick it up. When, you got to pick that date when you sign up. So make sure you pick the 12th if you want to see us, if you want to hear from us, if you want to come hang out because we're going to have a great time. We're going to talk beer, which I love talking craft beers, and we're going to talk running, which I love talking running. So I just wanted to pop in, drop this little snippet in there, go to the Run Social page, Run Social Atlanta, go to the page. It'll get you signed up so you can see us on the 12th. Now back to the podcast. The last time we talked... Mm-hmm. We were preparing, myself as well as India, we were preparing to run the ATC 10-miler, or Atlanta Track Club 10-miler out at, I don't know what the name of the track was. Is it, it's it was the road? Michelin Track Club out in Brazelton, Georgia. Okay, there we go. Um, Mich- track there. Club Michelin Racetrack, excuse me, in Brazelton, Is that Road Georgia. Atlanta? Is that considered Road I think that's Road Atlanta. I don't know. Anyway, whatever it is, it was a track, and it was interesting. Now, yes. um... We both took off. We Now, the way they had it set up was you had to sign up for a certain time period. And I think we were 8 a.m.? Yeah, so we were 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. So you signed up for a certain time period. This was, you know, due to COVID. You know, like I said, I, I love to see people find ways to get things done in bad times. And that's what the Atlanta Truck did. Atlanta Track Club did right here. Um, it was it was very good at social distancing. I think they did a great job as far as the way they set up the start. So it wasn't a normal start. Like I said, you had to sign up for a certain time period. They put cones out six feet apart. Mm-hmm. And you had once it was your time, 
everybody in your group. Now, how many people, I don't think I ever figured out, how many people in each group were there? Or what's the most they could have in a group, I guess? So you were allowed, they were allowed to have 25 people to each start wave and each start wave was five minutes apart. Okay, so um, we were about six feet apart. We each went and stood at our, our things and then, you know, they blew the horn and we took off and then five minutes later, the same thing happened. Now, of course, not every start wave had 25 people. I don't know. I don't I think ours did. Yeah, I don't think ours did. We had a, I think ours was a good size. We had a good little, you know, pack of people. Um, but now it was called the Extreme Hill Edition and they weren't playing with you. They were they not, were this not. was not false. This wasn't fake news. This is not false <laughs> advertising. When they said this was the Extreme Hill Edition, they weren't lying. And, and Atlanta Track Club, I'm going to give you kudos because you didn't try to play us like you do on some of these other races where you just throw us out there and go, wait, what's this mountain over here? You right. told us up front. They, Jay Holder went and ran and had a video. It wasn't like, he was like, look, I'm going to tell you exactly what's about to happen. Right. But you know what, India, I will say this. Yes, it was the Extreme Hill Edition, but it was it wasn't rolling hills, but you had the up, but you had the down. Right. It wasn't so like I, you went up a hill and just went flat and then went up yes. another hill. You know what I mean? Yes. There was a couple that well, the first one, you went up the very steep hill and then you curved to the right and you went up a little bit more, but um, but not everyone was like was like that. But it was not rolling hills. These hills were straight up steep like you could see them from a distance like they yes. weren't rolling out like I, I was explaining to people because people were saying is it was it easier or not how was it compared to public's half or full and like what I felt is the that that excuse me public's half and full is usually in the city so I personally felt like the the half and I've never run the full in the city but the half in the city the hills are rolling. So, you know, you're going to go up and you can see the top of it and you just kind of come down and they're definitely, definitely rolling hills. These weren't that. They were long. They were steep. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh my goodness, when is this hill going to end? Um, but then like Tommy just mentioned, there was also very steep downhill. So you're working both parts of your legs, the quads and the hamstrings, because the downhills were very disrespectful in their own right as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely had to do the chop step going yes. down or I would have been on my face, you know, because exactly. it was so steep. So I, I'm, I'm definitely yes. uh, with you on that. But all in all, I definitely would say it was very enjoyable. I definitely enjoyed it. Now, I might have enjoyed it more just because it's been so long that was the right. first in-person race I had done since March, since the 5K mm -hmm. for the Publix. So it had been so long since I'd run an in-person race and I got to see people, um, even just, you know what, even just, I've forgotten how cool it was to get in a race, start running and end up having a running partner that you didn't even know. You know what yes. I mean? Like people you had no idea who they are, but all of a sudden, because y'all are kind of close in pace, like, you know, you get that, well, I'll pass them, then they pass me, I'll pass. Then by the end of the race, y'all coming in together. You know what I mean? Yes. It's been a while, and actually that happened with me. There was this young lady, I didn't get her name. Um, I want to say, I don't know, and I would have to ask ask um, some other people, she was running with a backpack, and I want to say there was a weight in the backpack. Just by the way it looks. Okay. She chugged every step. She did not, like, I walked some here. Like, I stopped, had to walk. Right. She chugged, even though, I mean, she not been, might not have been chugging fast, but she right. chugged every single step of that race. 
And at the end, I could have smoked her at the, at the finish line. I didn't. Yeah. I just ran with her. I said, you deserve to run and finish at the same time as me because you did the damn thing. So right. um, I kind of had missed that because that happens a lot of times in races when I run where I just get that that stranger that turns into my running partner. Right. And I think that that's the beauty of it. And, you know, when we were out on the course um, and I for those that are listening, I did a video and I actually had my GoPro that day. So you could actually see kind of what the course looked like. But it was very spread out. Atlanta Track Club did an amazing job with like there was three different lanes. So there was a lane for the five cares and the people that were doing a third lap, because you, if you were running the 10 mile, you have to do the, the laps three times. And so five cares, third lap, and then second lap in the middle, and then first lap. And I think that Atlanta Track Club did a very good job, not only with the starting times, but how they organized where you were on the course and like what lap you're on. It was very well organized. You weren't confused. There's no way that you can get confused about it. Um, but it, I think that that was the good thing about it, too, is that you were able to see people that were on their first lap or on their third lap. Yeah, <laughs> really exactly. Like you were, you know, kind of together and you could see what lap they were on. Um, so I thought that that was interesting as well. But there was when I say spread out, like there was really no way that it was so spread out. And the, I mean, obviously, the track, the racetrack in its own is is wide. But the way that they had it set up, I mean, it was very very cautious friendly and i think it was a great great step for them to do yeah i think like i said i'll give atlanta truck atlanta track club a lot of credit about yes. it now they also did something else really really great so i think the day after we finished it we got the emails for the public's full i mean i don't want to say full i'm sorry i'm getting you know public's marathon public's half marathon and the public's 5k um, right. Now that also is going to be on a track, not the same track. They're going to have that at the um, Atlanta Motor Speedway. Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, mm -hmm. They're going to do the 5K the night before, and then they're going to do the the, the full the marathon and the half marathon the next day. Um, right. Which I, you know, and I honestly I think that was the fact that they did that because honestly, if I if there was not a person named Heather Brownlee that might want to run it, and I got a child, I got to watch. I would have signed up right then because it has you on that high. Like yes. I just read, you know, that that same yes. high you get from that in-person race. Cause I don't, you don't get that same high with the virtual. You know what I mean? Right. But the beauty of Atlanta Track Club's marketing is that they marketed the 10 miler that you and I completed as the Stream Hill edition. And then when they launched this Publix, they said, all right, y'all done had enough hills. We gonna take y'all to a flatter course for the Publix because also not only was the 10 miler hilly, but we also have to understand that usually Publix is, is kind of known to be a hilly course and not a lot of people like really love to do it because it's usually hilly. So shout out to Atlanta Track Club's marketing for also letting us know that the course that is going to take place February 27th and 28th on Atlanta Motor Speedway is going to be a lot flatter than we're used to. Not saying you won't have hills, but it's going to be a lot flatter than what most racers are used to. And people who don't aren't familiar with Atlanta Motor Speedway, just kind of give an idea, it's a traditional NASCAR track. So it's mm -hmm. basically that traditional big loop, whereas the 10 miler was on, I want to say they must roll, they must have motorcycle races out at that other track. Because yes. it's by the hills and, you know, all yes. that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. um, it, it's definitely more traditional and it definitely won't be flatter. But yeah, the marketing was great because I actually, um, if Heather decides she doesn't want to do it, I'll probably do the half marathon. Yeah, I mean, and I may, I mean, I haven't decided yet, but I think the thing, the only thing that for me is that I will take away, and I think it's more something that I need to work on mentally is loop 
courses, I usually don't do well with having to do loops and laps. Like I'm a point to point. I prefer a point to point or even one out and back. But when I have to do loops, I'm like, Lord. So and I <laughs> Atlanta Motor Speedway is going to be even more loops than it was on this course that we did for the 10 milers. So True. I would say that's True. the only takeaway that I would say for that. But some people love loops. Yeah, actually, I didn't. I mean, I, I'm with you. I hate loop races, but I didn't really mind the 10 mile loops. It didn't really bother me that much. Maybe just because I was yeah. just happy. I was out there with other people. So, you know, I yeah. just didn't pay any attention to it. And it was a decent, you know, for the 10 mile, we did three loops. It was a decent yeah. sized track. It wasn't like a track, a, a, oh, yeah. a, you know, a running it track. Was it was it a decent sized track, so it was a decent, you know, with the, the three. Yeah, minutes, so. I think it was a little easier to do the ten miler track because it was, it was a little bit over three miles per loop. So you yeah. literally were going a good amount of distance before you even got back to where you were. So yeah. it was a little over three miles per loop. Um, and I think for me it was just more so like, Lord, I got to go up this big old hill again. <laughs> <laughs> Like the first um, year, I was like, literally, like, what do we sign up for? <laughs> now, let me tell you, because I planned on taking uh, that race like I was running a marathon. I started out like basically chop walk. You know what I'm saying? Like you're right. you running, but you're really walking. And that's how I started. Because I, I saw that hill. I was like, let me just take my time. <laughs> chop walk up to this hill. Man, I mean, people, I don't know if we can explain that first hill to anybody the right way because it's that hill that you see and you're like, oh, is that where we're going? Or do we turn off? Are we going up there? No, we can't yes. be going up there. Because that's yes. exactly how you felt when you saw it the first time. Yes, yes. And you know, I was explaining to people because when I did the video on my GoPro, I was like, I don't think my camera is giving it any justice. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't tell. But anyway, it was a great race. Kudos to Atlanta Track Club. And we look forward to having any, you know, doing any racing too um in February for the public if that takes place. So Tommy, myself, I ended up doing a back-to-back -back race weekend. Mm. So being a noon ambassador. Um, I was actually able to do a, um, they, they gave us a training plan to do a ambassador noon half. So I was able to do that. Now there it was kind of up in the air on if we were going to get a medal because they, they had a lot of people register for it. There's a lot of noon ambassadors and they have like a cutoff. And so I, I can't tell you that I was very motivated to do it because I, you know, for me, I'm like just going out running 13 is not after a long, uh, after that Healy 10 miler, I was like, I'm not very motivated. <laughs> But myself and my friend January knocked it out and we got it done. We just kind of ran, walked it, enjoyed it and got the 13 mile, 13.1 miles done. And I actually went, um, we didn't go on Silver Comet Trail just because we were very concerned. Um, there had been some stuff going around. Of course, it was election week and people mm -hmm. out acting silly. Um, and so we decided not to go on the trail because we know that the further you get out on Silver Comet, the more deserted it gets. Um, so we decided to take the road. So I was excited to be able to do like a different route and ran away that I had no, I went, we went down like Atlanta road. I had never run out Atlanta road. Um, so that was really exciting to do. So another half in the book. So that's half number 15 for me in my lifetime. And I'm excited. So that was a good, good little follow-up front for, you know, the week and kind of finishing out, almost finishing out my fall racing. Can't forget about the peach tree. Yes, the peach tree is uh, coming. Did, now, did you already open your bag? Nope. Okay. All right. I'm about to say. I refuse to. Exactly. I refuse to. And I just 
so mad because people are posting the metal. People are posting their shirts. I've seen people wear their shirts. And I'm like, yes. what are you doing? Like, I've seen several people wearing their shirts. And I'm like, ugh. But okay. no, I have not opened my bag. I refuse okay. to open it until, until Thanksgiving Day when me and Braxton actually run the race. We are not opening our bag. Where y'all, uh, are you planning on coming in the city or where you running? No, we're going to be in Texas, so. Oh, y'all, okay. Y'all going to be out in Texas for Thanksgiving. Yes, I, yes. I, I, I tried to get my dad to run it with us, but he's like, he's like, I'll get on this good, good bike with y'all, but I am not. <laughs> what? He said his knees when he runs acts okay. up. He does a lot of cycling, though. So he's gotcha. like, I'll cycle with you guys, but he's like, when it comes to running, it just don't, it doesn't work. Now, do you know the area around your, your parents' home pretty well? Yeah, well, my dad, he was like, if you go on Strava, well, he calls it Strava. I'm like, that is Strava. Strava. <laughs> so he's like, go, if you go on Strava, I did a route for you guys, and you can just use that one. So he's mapped out a route and everything. Oh, that's so yeah, nice. He's excited. <laughs> <laughs> he's excited. He's excited. He's excited. So. Yep. And my mom's like, I guess I'll do a little finish line or something for y'all. So he, they're excited about it. Okay. So I guess we'll, we'll probably, we'll be seeing, we'll be seeing that on the vlog, people. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> people, yes. are, people are out there, oh, I want to see that. Don't worry. You will see it. <laughs> It'll be a whole, a whole day of vlogging. Hopefully Braxton won't be doing too much cussing because he has not been running much. And I'm like, babe, you do understand we got 6.2 miles in a couple weeks. And he's like... Yeah, but Braxton is, is a decently in shape person. You, most, you should be able to go ahead and, you know, run that and, and get it over yeah. with. Now, how fast? We'll that's, you know, that's, but yeah, finishing, yeah, I don't I don't see any problem. So yeah, that's right. So he did his as well. He, he signed up for the virtual as well. That's right. You did tell me that. Or he signed yep. up for Okay. Yeah, so I have both. I have both of our packets here tucked away in the house in the closet. <laughs> I need to just drop them in a suitcase because we're not opening them yet. But I have both of our packets ready to go. So <laughs> okay, cool. Not sure um, how we're going to do it on Thanksgiving. I think Heather thinks says she already ran hers. <laughs> she ran hers on the Fourth of July, so she said she already ran. Her. But who knows? So we might, you know, Thanksgiving Day we might uh, come into the city and put Trey in the stroller, and we might stroll a run. You know, a 10K. Who knows? We'll see what happens. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah, but we gotta miss. We gotta miss all them hills. You can't run hills with no strollers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's and two of us, so I'm thinking between the two of us, we can, you know, trade up and you know that kind of stuff. So that might be the thing to do because we'll be right here in hot Atlanta for Thanksgiving right. this year. Um, yes. now what else going on? So, I mean, I know that we have been talking about our racing, um, but there's been there was two amazing things over the last two weeks that, that took place in the running community that I just really have to share. So the first thing is we had the first individual that has down with Down syndrome, um, Chris Nikik, N-I-K-I-C. He actually finished a full Ironman, not a 70.3, but the actually full Ironman and wow. he is the first individual with Down syndrome to do so. And I don't know if, if, if the listeners know, but there are definitely some challenges cognitively as well as the, the bone mass for individuals with Down syndrome that does not develop as strong if you did not have Down syndrome. So when I, when I tell y'all the, the challenges that he probably endured to get to this process, it's just amazing. Um, mm. He had a couple guides to help him 
through the run and, you know, obviously keep him focused on where he needs to go and what he needs to do. But he did the full thing. Like everything was on him. He swam. He was literally just connected to them. He swam. Um, he, he was on his own bike. Nothing. He went, he did the whole no apparatus, yeah. mm-hmm. on his own bike. And on while they were running, he ran the whole thing. But he had like a uh, he was the connected. So the same way that it would be uh, if, if anyone has ever seen blind uh, yeah. runners, mm-hmm. people that are, are visually impaired um, in marathons. I've seen those before. Usually they're connected to a guy. He was the same th- same way. And I just think that it's amazing. And he he did it a little over 16 hours. And to see his finish, they actually did it live on Facebook to see his finish. And I literally was crying because I was like, this is when I say amazing, like that is the type of obstacles that and the type of journey that you want to see. Like, I would love for him to, like, do a documentary or something because I would totally watch it. Yeah. Um, they said that he trained four to eight hours a day, every wow. day. And he had, like, a team of people that really worked hard with him. And I would just love to hear a little bit more about his story. They did mention that he did not start walking until the age of four. And he didn't start eating solid food until the age of five. So his development was very, you know, so there was there was a lapse in his development. And for mm-hmm. him to go from that to being able to run a full Ironman, it's just, it's beyond amazing and very inspiring. Very inspiring. That is, wow. That I mean, because I'm sitting here right now, I could train four hours a day and probably still wouldn't be able to um, compete uh, an Ironman in that time period that he did it. In Say that again. Say yeah. that I again. Mean, that's, that's ama- <laughs> I mean, I've been to Ironmans. I've watched people... That is a grueling, grueling event. And for him to complete that distance, kudos. Yeah. Big, yeah, big, I mean, big ups. I just can't imagine, like for me, just the piece of running a couple miles, I think it's 2.4 miles, excuse me, swimming 2.4 miles, biking 112, and then following all of that up with a full marathon. Like I give all respect to anybody that does an Ironman and even more to anyone that has any kind of um, disability that is like conquering through things through the process. So exactly. Congratulations exactly. to Chris. He's been all over the news. You know, I've been, I was like, oh, can I get him on the podcast? But I'm pretty sure like right now he is all over the news everywhere. But we'll keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And exactly. I also lastly, I want to give kudos to an individual. Um, name Devon Levesque, and I may be pronouncing his last name wrong, but he actually completed 26.2 miles, not running, Tommy. He actually did it in a bear by bear crawling. So the exercise that you do usually during workouts that people usually don't like, bear crawl, he did 26.2 miles bear crawling through the city of New York. Wow. Congratulations, dude. And yes. I mean, he, he did that, and I think we were talking about before he did that in cooperation with a, uh, 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 I'm sorry, with a company or um, yes. a, a so he nonprofit? Did it for a company called Fit Ops. And so he wants to bring better awareness um, to veteran mental health um, and veterans that suffer with mental health and have concerns. He wants to help veterans to get into the fitness space. Um, and so the biggest thing and the biggest push for him was that his dad committed suicide when he was 16. Um, and he wants to bring awareness to the concerns, uh, basically the sensitivity that a lot of veterans have and the mental health issues that a, a lot of veterans take on and have from being a veteran and bring more awareness around that um, and help for it. So his, the, the contributions and funds went to that organization. So Wow, that, that's great. The stories, 
that are That's out there fine. that just, you know, ordinary individuals do is amazing to me sometimes. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm here and there on social media, but I will say the, the, the invention of social media, we see so many great things. We see a lot of bad stuff, but we see so many great things that people are doing that probably without social media, we might never see when back in the day when all we had was the six o'clock news to mm -hmm. get, get information on or, you know, read the paper, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Now, you know, you click on your Facebook, you might see 10 inspirational stories because ordinary people are great. Yes, for sure. And these stories, I mean, my thing too is that these stories and these things that we're hearing and the amazing things that are taking place are also happening during a pandemic. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's just awesome. So Exactly. Nothing going to keep people down. People, I, yes. I say it all the time, you know, when I really, you know, I get really upset when I hear people that an obstacle gets in their way and that's just it for them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, well, well I, well, I can't do it now. I mm -hmm. like to hear people who there's an obstacle. I really want this. I'm gonna find a way around it. And mm -hmm. you know, that's that's the kind of mm -hmm. stories I love to hear. Um, now, I'm not recommending anybody read this book. I'm just putting it out here. There's a book out there by Matt Hart. And the reason I say I'm not recommending because I don't want people to say, "Well, Tommy said to read it, and now he got me reading this mess." It's a book called "Win at All Costs." It's inside Nike running and its culture of deception. So, just with the title, you can tell that. The, the gentleman Matt Hart that wrote this is very one-sided on it. So I'm, I don't, I don't read. I listen to audiobooks. I'm listening to it, mm -hmm. and yes, it is very one-sided. It talks a lot about Alberto Salazar and his whole, you know, uh, coaching group there. But I would, if anybody else is out there reading it, I would love to hear your opinions on it, um, just to see. You know, I would love to talk to someone about it because it is definitely interesting because. Even when it's one-sided, even when it's a one-sided story, there is a lot of truth in it. Um, so if that's, you know, if that interests you, this would definitely be a good book to pick up. Um, but just like me, I hope whenever you read something, you do your own investigation, confirm that what you're reading is correct. That's kind of how I do things. And right. it, it definitely, it definitely get, makes you think about some things that happened during that time period. Honestly, I didn't think, um, Alberto Salazar was doing the sorts of things as far as the doping side that this book is talking about. I didn't think it was as deep as, as, as what they're going into. So it's definitely a very interesting read. Right, definitely. And I mean, I think that what we also have to realize is that sometimes we have to listen and and listen to other sides of things that we may not agree with just to kind of get a better understanding of what how people are thinking and i mean i think about that too even through this election process like i watch i watch fox news i want to hear what they yeah call. i mean I you want to hear what people what people are saying well, and, and doing. you want to be educated on like you don't want somebody to come to you and say well this is what they said about you want to be like no i saw that or i yeah. read that or this is so i mean yeah I, i'm definitely with you on that in their perspective for sure and before we pass on the election piece thank you georgia for showing up for your pe for for showing up and voting hold, hold, hold however <laughs> what you however and about i i was about to say however we're not done we need to okay. vote for senate <laughs> well no hold on okay, india let's put it what it is thank you black women yes. thank you but why is it that black women got always like dang Always got to be the ones to save everybody. Like, thank you, black women, for showing up to the polls. Because if you look at the statistics, black women did their damn thing in this election across yes. the United States. 
Yes. Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. So thank you, Black women from all over, the, all over and men, but thank you, Black women from all over. And, and I want to say, and this is something that I'm going to, I got two comments. The first one is, I know there's a lot of people that's, you know, praising Black women as they should be, but let's not make this time the only time that we're praising Black women. Let's stop, you know, doing microaggressions and let's stop, you know, being disrespectful and stop doing all of that. We're doing things out here, but it needs to be a holistic view of changes and feelings and change some things around. Respect us, celebrate us, and let's keep it moving. But yes, yes. we yes, congratulations um, to to Biden and Kamala. I'm really really excited about that. Um, but for Georgia peeps, we need to ensure that we are showing up for the Senate. So just I know a lot of people don't understand this, but laws and a lot of changes do not happen unless they pass through the Senate first to get to the president. So what that means is that everything does not happen at the presidential level. It has to go through the Senate first. So if the Senate currently right now is half and half, half Republic, half um, Democrat, there are two seats right now that can be obtained by Democratic by Democratic seats, which is what we're trying to get here in Georgia. And that's why everybody's saying it's important for us to vote. Now, what will happen is that if we obtain, if the Democrats obtain those two seats, then there will be a tiebreaker whenever there is um, whenever there is a law or rule that is trying to be put in place. And that seat, that uh, that tiebreaker can be broken by Kamala because she is the vice president, which means that it potentially could go towards a democratic rule. So just for people to know, I, that's like the layman's, like super layman's terms as to why it's important <laughs> to vote in the Senate. I feel like, Tommy, I feel like people don't understand that. And also because there's so many people that quote unquote, said they were so mad at Obama during his presidency and he didn't do anything. But what people didn't understand is that he may have been a Democratic president, but the majority of the seats in the Senate were Republican. So nothing, a lot of stuff never even got to him to sign off on. So you can't be mad at that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I could sit here all day and talk about um, yes. this like for the Senate. I mean, in general, yes. I mean, how, how you got two senators from the state of Wyoming, where, where the 10 people live in Wyoming? How many people live in Wyoming? But right. yeah, you got two there and you got two in, I, to me, that makes no sense. I understand when yes. it, everything was put together, there's probably two people in each state anyway. Yeah. But, you know, that, that I, yeah. I don't even want to get into that. But anyway, well, yes, keep voting. We got John Ossoff. We got uh, Reverend Warnock. I'm, I'm you know, I, I, Warnock, that's my man right there. Yes. I, I yes. really went back and researched him. Mm -hmm. That's That dude is the real deal, people. This, this ain't is. This guy is a real deal, and I really hope um, we can find a way to get him into the Senate. Yes, I just wanted to give that little blurb. So, you know, January 5th, we can do the early voting can take place in Atlanta, but I know we are Atlanta-based podcast and we have other people, but this that is very, very important. So I yeah, just want to make sure that we say that. Yes. All right, we're ready to bring on our guest. Yes, we are. I am super excited. Um, and here is our guest, Gina Meyer. All right, and we are back and we have an amazing guest today. I am super excited. So to our listeners, I have yet to announce that I am a run coach of art and I didn't get too much into that, but I am here to have you um, to speak to and listen to our guest, Gina Meyer. She is a physical therapist, runner, podcast host of the Rise Resolute podcast, as well as the founder of ARC that I will be a run coach for. And I'm super excited to have her on the show today so she can talk more about it. Hi, Gina. How are you? 
I am awesome. I am pumped. I'm so happy to be here and talk with you all. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, of thank course. you, Gina, for taking time out of your day to speak with us. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so this has been a busy week, obviously, because ARC has um, its launch week. So, but I want to, before we get into ARC and what ARC is about and what it stands for and all that good stuff, Gina, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and a little bit of your run journey. Absolutely. So I started running many years ago, um, about about 1993 was my start date. So that's going to date me a little bit. I was around 15 years old um, and started running. And I it has, running has really been a constant through my life. It has seen me through the ups and the downs, the good and the bad, the loss of my mother, many other struggles that I've been through in life. And it really is my peace. Um, and not only is it my peace, but it's also a way for me to feel empowered and invigorated. Um, and so, yeah, it's always just been a stronghold in my life. And, um, and, I, and I come back to it um, whenever I really need to get through um, one of life's struggles. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. And so you would consider yourself, how often do you kind of run a week? Do you, are you a casual runner or you feel like you were competitive at any point? So those who have run with me in races would tell you that I'm competitive, um, but I like just to compete against myself. Although I will say on race day, I run like a lot faster. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I probably run four or five days a week. Um, and I've, com you know, completed countless races, 5Ks, 10Ks and, and half marathons. I've never done a full marathon. Um, okay. And at this point, I think this body probably won't allow me um, with the four <laughs> children that I have. Although never say never, never, never say never. Oh, um, you can do it, Gina. Come yes, on. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, know. <laughs> I do have a question, Gina. So was your, because you said you started running, you were like 15 years old. Is that how you decided to become a doctor of physical therapy or are they two not really connected? You know, I think they are connected, um, but it wasn't the exact route that I took. Um, I, you know, I kind of came to physical therapy because when I was in college and sort of thinking about medicine or physical therapy, um, my interactions with physical therapy when I was working at the university hospital was just, it had such a positive impact on people's lives and, and the physical therapist was always so upbeat. And, um, and so, yeah, that kind of is what really brought me to physical therapy and made me choose that as my life's vocation. But then being a physical therapist has enabled me to help so many people in their own running journeys um, and to specialize in run, running injury prevention and um, treatment. And so, yeah, I think the two have gone really nicely hand in hand and um, one has fueled the passion for the other, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's an awesome question, Tommy. I was going to ask the same thing. I'm sure it has definitely benefited you with being a runner as well as a physical therapist and being able to merge the two together. Oh, gosh, totally. And with lots of my patients, too, you know, helping them to transition to a run plan has been instrumental. And sometimes it does require that physical therapy background to really evaluate someone's, you know, individual body and their needs and what they might what they might need to strengthen and work on to get to get to running. So, yeah, definitely. So as we mentioned in the intro, Gina, you are also a podcast host. So, of course, you I know, am. Tommy and I laugh all the time when we say if we when we get podcast hosts together, like us and another podcast, when we interview other podcast hosts, we say we can talk for hours because we just like to talk. Um, but that is just a running joke that he and I have. But tell us a little bit more about Rise Resolute Podcast. What helped you or what made you want to start that podcast? 
Absolutely. So for me, it was sort of a natural um, fit when I decided I wanted to start a podcast to start interviewing female athletes. I've worked with athletes for the past almost 20 years as a physical therapist. And my mission was really to empower women through athletes' stories of struggles and triumph. And um, in sort of a way that, that anyone listening could listen to that athlete mindset and the skills that they develop through their struggles and apply that to their own life. And so through that, I have met so many, and I'm sure you all feel the same, amazing, amazing people, amazing women on my podcast who yeah. have just brought their really interesting, amazing perspectives on life, on life and the struggles they've been through. And um, yeah, so it's been such a journey for me. And I just feel so blessed that to be on this journey and to have met so many amazing people. Yes, yes. I will say that I have had, I was able to be on your podcast and that's how you and I connected. And I really enjoyed myself. Your podcast is always very inspiring and uplifting and encouraging. So I really appreciate the space that you're doing within that. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope it is reaching out and, and uplifting people, especially at this time and um, helping people stay energized and motivated because that's always my goal. And that's my goal as a PT too. So it really goes hand in hand with what I do for my life's work um, as a physical therapist. Right. Tommy, you hear all this great energy. Every time I talk to Gina, I just feel like warm <laughs> hugs. <laughs> uh, back at you, India, for sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And just thinking you have four kids to keep that energy up. I, I know that is not, not easy. <laughs> and that is the truth, especially now with virtual learning here in California. I mean, it is just a wild house all the time. So yes, thank you for acknowledging that. There's lots of coffee over here, a lot of coffee. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of coffee and motivation to keep that smile. I don't think I've ever seen Gina just like in a down space. And I'm sure you probably have your moments because we all do, but you always do a great job with staying motivated and just really inspiring others and having an uplift um, persona that you give that's and I love oh, that thank you thank you so much you know what I think it's a choice it's always a choice right your day can be complete crap but <laughs> you can still choose to try to find something positive um, and I've learned in my life that it's always worth it it's always worth the energy it takes to try to stay positive and motivated and energized I'm trying to pass it on to my children although one of my seven-year-olds this morning he's like mom I can't turn it around. It was 7.30 in the morning. I can't turn it around. I'm going to have a bad day. Just accept it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what, were you telling, what were you telling your your child? What were you saying? Were you like, this is going to be a better day? He was upset because he what, didn't really like his outfit is what, what it was. And, okay. I, and, he, and he's going, they just started yesterday going back to school for two hours a day. And he was just grouchy. And he's like, I'm grouchy and I can't get out of my funk. And I said, Drew, it's your choice. You can flip the switch on this day. He goes, and he, he, they're familiar with this coming from me. And he's like, okay. excuse me, no, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah. Listen, I could only imagine being in your household. They're prob they probably dish whatever you give to them back to you, which is probably the funniest part. Probably not for you, but it is probably funny to watch. <laughs> it's totally, it's totally awesome. Actually, there was one day we were, um, you know, we were going to one of their activities or something. And um, I was talking, I was frustrated. I was talking about something I think that had happened at work and maybe as a patient, I can't remember, but my daughter looked at me and she goes, well, mom, you can't just give up. Like you can't give up. And I looked at her and I thought, okay, she hears the things that I say. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I won't. I can't. Yes. But I'm sure there was a little part of you that was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, well, in some situations I think I can, but 
<laughs> that's not what I preach. So yeah, oh, she was a touche moment for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So to our listeners, as you can hear, Gina is an amazing individual. Not only is she very well-rounded in her career, but as an individual as a whole. And I want to introduce her. She is a founder of ARC, and that is Active Resolute Connected. Gina, tell us all about this newer, newest endeavor that you are embarking upon. Please tell us all about it. I am super excited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to introduce ARC first, and then I would love to give you all a little bit of background about how I got there and how um, the organization sort of came to be. But yeah, ARC is is really um, an organization that is, is set on breaking barriers and bringing women of all shapes, sizes, races, ethnicities, abilities to running, and not only bringing them to running, but supporting them in their running journey. Um, we, or, we offer four key components that um, help women to be successful, uh, including online running coaching, virtual physical therapy, mentorship by our female athletes, which can range from an Olympian to just a recreational athlete, and mindfulness. And all of these components are, are, are created to help women be successful with running. Um, and so I'm super passionate about it. We have an amazing dynamic team of 15 plus women all across the United States. Um, and what I'd like to do now is just back up a little bit and kind of tell yeah. you if you if that's okay. Oh um, yeah, that's fine. Tell, tell, you, yeah, <laughs> tell you how it came to pass. So, you know, as I said, I'm a physical therapist. I had started this podcast with female athletes and it was kind of plugging along. And then over the last few months, um, a few things happened that kind of lined up in a way that, that you know, ARC was born. So I, I interviewed Rebecca Stowe on the podcast back in 2019. She's a run coach out of New York City, and she had formed a running program called Team Fortitude. And to support her, I joined it, even though I've been running since I was 15 years old. And I thought, oh, you know, I'll just support her. And the online running coaching was amazing. I felt so empowered. I felt so uplifted during this crazy time um, in, in, our, in our country, in our world. And I thought, oh, this is really awesome. So that happened. I continually get DMs about running from people. Um, it, it's not always about physical therapy. It's about you know things that a run coach would handle. I'm not a run coach. Um, and so th that was kind of swirling in my head too. Um, over the summer, I did some research with another person I interviewed on the podcast, um, Nicole from Heart and Soul Running, and she and I did research on resiliency and stress management as it relates to runners, and the results were totally amazing, as we expect, that, that running does, in fact, improve um, your ability to manage stress, your resilience, um, just such powerful things. Um, and then I kind of kept thinking about, how am I going to use this platform, this, this podcast, that I have, my husband also asked me, you're putting a lot of time into this passion project and you know, where's it headed? Kind of right. thing. Um, and you know, and I just kind of, um, I interviewed so many women who were strong and amazing, but also told me their perspective on barriers to running, that there are barriers that, that race and ethnicity, ethnicity can come into play, that financial means can come into play, that even safety can come into play and be a barrier to running. And, and in this process, I'm asking God, God, what's your plan for me here? Where am I headed with this podcast? And then it, it clicked. It clicked that I have this amazing network of women that I've interviewed on this podcast who are phenomenal in their own right, each of them, and that I had access to pull together this team to, to bring, to empower women in this way. And, and so thus, ARC was born, and we created this team of amazing women to carry out this mission of, of empowering other women through running. So I could not be more happy and proud of this team and so excited about all the things we're going to do together. 
Yes, yes. Wow. I am super, super excited about it. Go ahead, Tommy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, wow, that's great. And also, once again, interviewing a podcaster, like, she set everything up, and she went back and said how, it's, you know, like, <laughs> keep going. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> no question. Like, we don't, I, I don't have a question. <laughs> no, that that is amazing. And uh, I am just really excited, not only about the organization, um, but to be a part of it. And also, its mission. Like, that's something that's huge for me. Like, the mission behind this organization is powerful. Um, it's one of those things where I think we, a lot of times we say we want to get people involved in running and we want to help them, but to actually have a mission, a project, an organization that can back that and actually assist with it is, is just beyond amazing. So I'm super excited about that. So Gina, tell us for people that are interested in becoming a part of your organization how can they do that and are do you all accept different levels of um running tell us a little bit about that yeah absolutely thank you um so you can go to activeresoluteconnected.com to get all the information that you need we yes we are here to assist in either bringing you to running and supporting your success if you're a brand new runner or if you're a runner that just has never really had the access to these program components to take you to the next level, we also offer, offer that for runners who may be a little bit more experienced and even have years under their belt, but never had access to formal coaching, physical therapy, mentorship, mindfulness, all of these components that even for me, like I was telling you all, um, I've been running for so long and, and some, of these, some of these components made all the difference in my life. So if you go to activeresoluteconnected.com, um, you can find out if you'd like to volunteer for the program, there's there's links for that. And if you'd like to apply, it's really clear. Um, you just click on a link and fill out a survey and um, applicants are, involved, uh, are um, assessed on a rolling basis. We will look at your application and selection for the program is both need and merit based. Um, and then you're, you're informed, of, you know, within about a week of applying if you're selected for the program and we kind of go from there with your matching process. So yeah, that's how it works. Yes, it's so exciting. And I, you know what, I think the, the biggest thing with it is when I think people are in running or interested in running, they would love to have a run coach, right? But to have a mindfulness coach as well, as well as a mentor, it's this program is putting together and a physical therapist, but putting together all the pieces that you need to be a or need or can have to be a very successful runner. And I think that that's the hugest, the biggest benefit I think of the program is you have someone that's going to work with you mentally, right? Because we know that running is a mental part as well as not just physical. If there's any injury concerns or things that may come up while you are within the program, the physical therapy is going to also help. You're going to have someone that's going to draft the plan for you. And then you're going to have someone also that you can bounce things off of in regards of how you feel and just making sure that you are whole. And I just think we, that's powerful. Like it's very dynamic and it's very powerful to have several people working on one individual person and getting them or continuing to have them in the run community and hopefully develop them into spaces to be like you, Gina, be a person that can help others and pay it forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to reinforce too that the program is a nonprofit and we're collaborative. So we're not trying to take anybody's um, clients away or any, we want to collaborate. So if you're already in a program or working with someone, ARC is there to help continue to support you and give you extra tools. If you're new to running, we're here to help you too. Um, so we're collaborative, we're a nonprofit, and we want to work with everyone to bring women and help support their success in the running, running community for sure. 
Definitely. And I think we did mention it, but it is an eight week program. So whenever clients do come on, they will be with the program for eight weeks. Correct. correct. Yes, correct. that's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tommy, you want to be a part of the program? Sure. <laughs> you can't because you're a male. You I can't. That was going to be my question. Like, okay, what can I do? I mean, what but can I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, where, um, well, well, I think with running, because I've done different things and I know how hard it is to get someone who's never run, who wants to get in running, how hard it is to get them into running. So having something like this, that you can do that couch to 5K program, but to actually have a, an actual coach for someone who's never run before, I think is going to be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And Tommy, go ahead. I'm sorry. And Tommy, to your point there too, you know, getting someone involved in running who has not run before, I think a crucial piece of that is really communicating just how amazing running can be for your mind and your body. I think that there are people out there who say, I only run when I'm being chased. And I really want to, I really want to tell those people to give it a try because of the vast amount of, of benefits to you. Um, all kinds of health benefits that we know about, lower mortality, comorbidities, help with, you know, all, all kinds of things with your body, but also our ability to manage stress, be resilient. It even boosts our creativity. I mean, it's just, right. it's wild, all the things that running does. So I want to put that out there for people to consider. If you're listening today and you yes. think you're not a runner, you can be, and it will be worth it. It'll be hard. It might be hard at times. We're not saying it's not hard, right, India? Right. I mean, it's not, we're not saying that. <laughs> not always easy, correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's something I, I think confidence just kind of also boosts, boot, not confidence, running also boosts confidence in different yeah. ways. And it's different for everyone. But I think it's just amazing all the things that it can help you to do. And the ARC program is personalized. Like it's not a cookie cutter type program. It is personalized for the individual client. And that is what is so amazing about it. So Yes. Yeah. So today, Gina, before we got on, you were super excited. It sounds like there are some new athletes that have already started to come onto the program. And tell us a little bit about that if you can. That's right. So when you apply for the program, you fill out a brief questionnaire and tell us a little bit about your background, some of your goals, um, even your vision for your life. And so I was reading through some of the some of the applications that came in just today. And the stories are just so inspiring. Um, these women who have been through crazy struggles in their life, who have dealt with body image issues, who have felt like they didn't belong, um, who want to come to this community to get healthy, to feel a sense of confidence, like you mentioned, India, to be a part of something. And then one that really got me today, India, um, she said that she not only wants to come and be successful herself, but then she wants to use that and, and mentor young girls and help them wow. to have confidence in their bodies. And it was just, I mean, I was crying. I'm a crier anyway, <laughs> sorry to put it out. I'm really strong, but I, I also am a crier. Um, yes. It was just incredible. Um, incredible to read and an honor to, to be able to provide these services. Yes, yes. And but, I'm with, I mean, I'm not a crier, Gina, but I completely understand <laughs> where you're coming from. Because not only because you do a podcast, I'm, like you said, you talk to people sometimes and there's so many stories out there of, mm -hmm people who run, don't run, whatever, just stories out there that are just incredible. And starting this, I think you're probably going to run into many more. And your um, organization is probably going to create some great stories. 
down the line right. as people go through the program and they, you know, they come back and say, hey, if it wasn't for this program, I never would have got to the point where I'm running marathons or, you know, I never would have got to the point where I was, I felt healthy in my own skin, that sort of thing. That's right. And we're already getting feedback back with, uh, from participants who have been through the program, just saying how it really has, has sort of reshaped their, their mental outlook and their life. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's all that we wanted, but to hear it from people and how, and how empowering it has been, especially at a time that has been so uncertain and unsettling. And we have a lot of emotions going on to give people something positive um, in their lives. It's just been, it's amazing. Yeah. Definitely. So where do you see the organization going from here? Do you have anything that you're wanting to add to what's already there? Or do you have any thoughts of kind of where the future will go? Yeah, what I would like to see in the future, honestly, India, is just a world where every woman who has ever considered running or may consider running, that she feels welcomed into the community and supported and can be successful. Because ultimately for me, what I wanna do um, as a physical therapist, as a human being, as a runner, is to see people live happy, vibrant lives. Um, and that isn't um, just one type of person, it's all types of women out there. Um, and that's the vision for me, to, to bring people to running and to help them to have you know, happy and, and resilient, vibrant lives. Yes. Well, listen, I am really, really excited. And like you said, the team of 15 plus women that are involved to to help you with this journey, Gina, I am excited to be helping as well as just connecting with different women. I think for me, there are so many individuals out here doing amazing things. And as long as we can continue to give that energy forward and broaden the world of the running community, I it's just something that I'm overjoyed about. Sure. Absolutely. And I want, I also just want to mention that I have been so inspired by you, India. And, it, and so I feel very blessed that we have connected and been able to align because we really align so much on these missions that we have and your platform and your vlog and your podcast and all of these things, the way that you support women. So um, it just really, it's an honor to, uh, you know, have you on the ARC team and also to have, have made the connection that we did um, originally. So thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate you entrusting me to come onto the team. I really, really appreciate it. It's something that it's, it's been a blessing and it's going to continue to be that. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. And Tommy, I'm sorry. It's been kind of a love fest over here. So <laughs> a little quick props to Tommy too. And I'm really, thank you for having me on Tommy and let me come on and, and talk about women and running. No, not at all. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to like I said, some great stories coming out of um, this, and I'm sure there's going to be more people on the podcast because of, uh, you know, India being involved. So I I'm looking forward to it myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Tommy's always like, so what do you have going on now? <laughs> <laughs> When I texted him about it oh, last week, was it Tommy? I was like, well, I'm a part of this now. He was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So really, really excited. All right, Gina. So if you could tell us one more time how we can contact you or um, Rise Resolute Podcast as well as ARC, if you can just let our listeners know if they want to get involved um, and also listen to you or listen and see your platforms, if you could let our listeners know how they can do that. Sure thing. Thank you so much. Um, so you can follow us. You can follow um, ARC at, at Active Resolute Connected on Instagram. Um, and as I mentioned, you can also find all kinds of information on the website, activeresoluteconnected.com. As for my podcast, again, it's female athletes that tell their story of, of struggle and triumph. I would love for you all to listen. Um, you can find us at uh, Rise Resolute on Instagram. So it's at Rise Resolute. 
And then the website for that is riseresolutepodcast.com, riseresolutepodcast.com. So thank you so much. And I would love to um, hear from anyone out there who um, would like to get involved or would like to become a participant in ARC. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I know that I will be talking to you soon. Tommy, do you have anything else you want to no, add? No, I just I want to thank Gina for taking time out of her day. And I want to thank her four kids for letting mom uh, <laughs> take some time away from them. Uh, and hubby. You can't forget the hubby. Yeah. And the hubby. a lot of work on the passion project right Tommy, now. Tommy, I, I have to go out in the hallway and be like, I'm getting on an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can it's fully so understand. Yes, it's Gina. I have a little sign on my door that's like podcast recording. I had to be a little bit creative. Like, listen, I'm, right. I'm, I'm recording in here. I'm not just on the phone, just chatting it up with some friends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like that. All right, thank Gina. You well, again. You know, thank you so much. We know the time is thank a little different here in California, but we will talk to you soon. Okay, thanks so much. You'll have a lovely evening. What a great interview with Gina. Oh my goodness. Don't you just love her? Did you feel all the energy and hugs through, through she the She got uh, so party? much. How you got four kids you got that much energy? Look, <laughs> I got one. And I'm I like, I'm like, dude, I'm ready to sit down somewhere. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's great. It was great speaking with her. And I always, I say this a lot. I love to see people who do something, but they love it so much. They want to find a way to get other people involved. So right. I always love seeing that. So that, that's something that she's definitely doing. And congratulations to you for becoming a, um, a run coach for, for her, uh, well, with the organization. So we look forward to hearing stories about that. Yes. Um, but anyway, India, if they want to get it, if they want to get in touch with you and say, hey, India, I want to get in this program. I need you to set me up a plan. I want to get in touch with you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so of course you all heard Gina's information. So you would have to go through ARC um, Active. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. You would have to go through ARC in order to um, be a part of that. And then it would be matched. Um, it's not guaranteed that I will be your coach, but there is a potential. Um, but also my website is live. So you can hit me up at www.milesfromindia.com. All of my contact information is there. You can contact me. My um YouTube channel and everything is active on the website so you can actually connect on the website and go right to everything so and all my contact information is there so as well as my Instagram so I no longer have to spell out my whole information website <laughs> is ready to go <laughs> and you can reach me uh, Thomas W. Mitchell the number two as well as on my Instagram alright y'all we'll see you in two weeks we'll see you all in two weeks bye